Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Shopify. You know, doing the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, there's a lot of dice rolling, there's a lot of talk, a lot of improv. There's also a lot of merch. This was something that we weren't really thinking about when we first started out, but when it came time to build out a merch shop, there was only really one place to go, which was Shopify. Shopify is basically what runs our web store. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launcher online shop stage, I remember those days, to the first real-life store stage, we will never have a brick and mortar but you know a lot of people have brick and mortars a lot of people sell things at like craft fairs and farmers markets shopify's there too shopify's there to help you grow whether you're selling pottery or bespoke custom DD dice sets available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com well, shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system wherever and whatever you're doing shopify has you covered and our zip up hoodie selection available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com will also have you covered Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, which is like an AI tool they have, which can help you write better product descriptions, set up FAQs, email generation. So a little story, as you know, you know, we had our third-party fulfillment company blow up uh, at the end of last year and we're with DFTBA now. And one of the things that was great about Shopify was that the back end, the thing that handles all of the, you know, the order flow and all that stuff was very easily transferable. So from a business standpoint, the only thing that changed was where our inventory is stored and where it's shipping out from. But all the back end management has basically stayed the same. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 different countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to help support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. At AirDnD, we believe in connecting travelers with distinctive, unique spaces all across the Forgotten Realms. Real reviews left by real travelers just like you means you'll know exactly what to expect before you check in. 
Here's a review of the Vixen's Gale just outside Neverwinter. Our scheduled check-in time was 3 p.m. At 8.45 p.m., a man stumbled out into the alley to hawk the biggest loogie I or my husband had ever seen, which landed on our youngest daughter. He asked if we were checking in and offered to grab our bags. He smelled like ham dipped in old milk and he could not have been nicer. Later, my husband and I grabbed drinks at the bar. The tables are so sticky you have to lap your ale right from the flag like a dog. Between hooded figures beckoning us over with bloody fingers and a stream of fresh-faced adventures with unbalanced parties, there were plenty of people to talk to. While there, we saw four extremely wealthy adult humans with six children in tow get a room no questions asked. There was no mattress and I woke up covered in blood to find my husband murdered with a dagger. My daughters and I can't wait to go back. Five stars! Book your next trip to a roadside inner tavern on Air D&D. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Dungeons and Daddies. And as of last episode, finally, a D&D podcast. Yes. This is a podcast about four dads from our world flung into the Forgotten Realms in the quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll bard of the group. This week's Glenn Fact. So we got a sneak peek at... Bartholomew the Bard <laughs> last oh, no. week. That was a full peak. Glenn is actually making a reference there that you don't know about. Bartholomew was the first band leader in the first band that Glenn was in. It was Bart and the Good Time Boys. It was like a bluegrass hoedown band. And Glenn hated Bartholomew. His name was uh, Bart Samson. <laughs> <laughs> No. And so he hated old Bart Sampson, hated that cartoon ass band and uh, was making fun of old Bart. He wanted him to play wash tub bass and he was like, fuck this, I'm out. This is all so specific. Bart Sampson. I want to learn more about Bart. (laughs) Bart. Bart seems like a cool dude. We may learn a little bit more if Glenn needs to bring out the old, uh, you know, what Glenn thinks of when he thinks like traveling bard asshole. I was hoping you were going to name your bard Balthazar, which I feel like is what Shakespeare always names the bards in his plays. It feels like I didn't read any of that shit when he was in school. Are you kidding? There's always a moment in a Shakespeare play where somebody turns to Balthazar and is like, Balthazar, drop me a fat ass poem. And then like (laughs) Balthazar sings like a poem and it's like a whole thing. And then like in high school, I have to write an essay about the poem. And uh, which play? like I think there might be a Balthazar in like Merchant of Venice. But I know for sure there's one in Much Ado About Nothing. That's like my main Balthazar. Nice. That's the Balthazar I stand. Shakespeare, Balthazars. (laughs) Oh, he's also in Romeo and Juliet. See, he's kind of like the Nick Fury of the Shakespeare universe. (laughs) There's a Balthazar in Merchant of Venice, Much Ado About Nothing, Comedy of Errors, and Romeo and Juliet. He's like Stan Lee. Is that the same Balthazar? Is that like Anthony always using the words, uh, names Jimmy and Ellery for every single character? Is it the same character or is it just? It's just for my working names. drafts. Just because you read a horror <laughs> sex comedy where Ellery ripped Jimmy's dick off doesn't mean that it's canonically the characters from VGHS. It's a really good sex horror comedy, too. Mamma Mia. Yeah. Mamma Mia. No, no one right. will ever see uh, it. 
<laughs> Hi, my name is Matt Arnold. I play uh, Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home, uh, very much so stay-at-home coach dad. Uh, now, once he <laughs> turns into a barbarian, once he uh, enters the Forgotten Realms, just because I'm so excited to play fucking Dungeons & Dragons, I just keeping it simple here, just uh, Daryl's favorite ice cream is Rocky Road. That's about nice. it. Wow. Just every, good ice cream. Every time he's on like rough road, he goes, I feel like ice cream. And then every time he gets Rocky Road, he goes, I hope this is the only Rocky Road we have today. He just does that. <laughs> He just, you know, he <laughs> just, just constantly, don't get a just flat constantly. eating this uh, ice yeah. cream. But it's like a full meal for ice cream. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream? My favorite ice cream? The opposite. Of, I hate Rocky Road. I don't yeah, like really? nuts. I don't like nuts and ice cream brownies. Get those nuts out of anything that's not just my hand. Such range. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very, oh, very yeah. good. Well there done, is. Matt. When Daryl eats Rocky Road uh, ice cream, does he go like, "Ugh, this is going to go straight to my shocks? God. <laughs> no, but he didn't come up with that, but he overheard another dad say it, and then he uses it all the time. That's he very good. I do like marshmallows and stuff. I'm a fan oh, of more I love marshmallows. marshmallows and stuff. Yeah. I'm a subtle Malo fan, you know? I can't have too much marsh, but a little bit of mallow, mellow mallow. You know when you see those like $5 like homemade marshmallows that are just like four marshmallows that are like a cube? And you're like, who buys those marshmallows? Oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I buy buy those marshmallows. (laughs) I like marshmallows. All right. The gourmand. Hey everyone, I'm Will Campos. I play Henry Oak, the granola munchin, Birkenstock rockin, hippie nature druid dad of the dads. And uh, my dad fact this week is good news, guys. I have been putting all of my time in social distancing to remember, like we talked about last week, I've been thinking long and hard about what Henry's favorite porn is. Mm. Are you ready? (laughs) Oh, no. Wait, how much did you do a lot of research? I did uh, a lot of thinking and a lot of research. (laughs) A lot of hands on research. (laughs) And he he needs a place to stay now. Cherish just kicked him out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So Henry's favorite porn is world peace. <laughs> so allow me to explain. I don't all of Henry's sexual fantasies start with world peace. It's like, all right, well, first things first, world peace, right? Because that's, you gotta, you gotta like start there. Because then everyone's all like laid back and they're, you know, think about Holy how much more fuck. sexy and uninhibited we would be if there was world peace. So of course for Henry, that's where all of his sexual fantasies start when he's, yeah, uh, I, um, oh, I misheard that as world peace. <laughs> no. Well, that too. Oh, oh no. It's like a, it's like wrestling in a tub of Jello for just, vegans. <laughs> what? Oh, it's a big tub full of world like, peas. No, 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 like, no, no, um, that's not what he was saying. Oh, no, 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 that's not what I was saying, my friend. <laughs> no, no. You were giving well, him no, too no, much no. credit. I don't know. I, I don't get it. What? As in a verb, not as in a noun. When you listen to this later, Will, you're gonna when you really see it, slap your, your shit bricks. <laughs> you're really gonna wet yourself. Well, like, I just feel like it wouldn't be the right time. Like, say that, like, there was this happy ending and, and the alien invasion was avoided. It, like, wouldn't be the right time to just get, like, fucking a raging boner. Like, no, but it's like the world is just so much more mellow. You know, like, I imagine Henry always pictures, like, a Star Trek Gene Roddenberry as yeah, vision of where everyone yeah. rods and berries, baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Henry's dad fact this week, and I'm sticking to it. Hey, I'm Beth May, and I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. Fun meta dad fact this week, not as interesting maybe as everybody else's dad 
facts. Yeah, Rocky Road was pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it was like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just yearn for that amount of interest. Somebody on Twitter where you can reach me at Hey Beth May um, asked me. <laughs> Ask me always be plugging. Yeah, um, like, comment, subscribe. Ask me if Willie Ron's father was uh, related at all to Willie Loman of Death of a Salesman, and that is exactly it. Um, nice. My little pretentious oh, wow. theater good. mind was like the whole salesman traveling salesman thing. Willie Stampler is based off of Willie Loman, and um, I don't think I've actually read the play all the way through, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. That was far and away the most interesting dad fact, by the way. Wow. Well, fuck me, Matt. Jeez. <laughs> I said interesting. I like to think I, I made Will's more interesting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm still confused about what world peas means. I don't get it. Urine. What, like he whirls his pee? The, no, world the entire pees. world urinates on him, oh. like, into his mouth and shit, you know? Yeah. The, the world peas. Yeah, because I've seen like those quirky bumper stickers where it says visualize world peas, you know, like like the dish that's made with world. Yeah, that's peas. not what Henry visualizes, yeah. if you know what I mean. Just to clarify, when I was saying that it's like a jello fantasy, it's not that like the world is wrestling in its own collective urine. That's not that's not what it is. That's not Henry's favorite type of porn. Would you guys jump into a pool of jello? Yeah, of course. No, you, you die. Absolutely. No, you, you wouldn't die. die. But you what drown. Yeah. You wouldn't so drown. You couldn't drown. It's, it'd be worth. I would do it. No, because you can't float in it. You would just sink right to the bottom, and you would try to gasp for air, and you'd fill There's your lungs air hole with jello. That's a risk I'm willing to How take. How big is this pool? Olympic, like, 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 yeah, like not Olympic. That's like Olympic. a football field, you know, like a, a outdoor pool, like a pool, oh, an outdoor pool. A neighbor would have. No, yeah, you, you. That tells you I've never had a pool. And your neighbor you is would Neighbor would have a pool unless you could somehow reach a ladder inside. No, you would die. But what a way to go! Yeah, you just walk up to the shallow end. You'd have mm -hmm. to fight your way through the jello yeah. to get there. I know what I'm doing on TikTok. I'm Anthony Birch. I'm your daddy master. Hello, dad. Hello. Yeah, I don't have any fun dad facts. <laughs> Life is weird. I have no facts other than uh, I'm currently sitting in my closet. Um, <laughs> Did you miss us? You want to uh, play? You ready, everybody ready to play? I hate that pause. <laughs> uh, damn. I just breezed right past that. Devastating. So last episode, you kind of just had a nice little sort of like anime beach party chill out episode where you can just, we call those episodes our five footers where we walk five <laughs> feet? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we oh, should have great. a nickname for those episodes. Yeah. You had a five footer. We would pretty encourage far. it. I know. I know. It's just like a term of endearment. You moved five, like, narrative five footer. Yeah. You moved five narrative feet. We fought a boss and we played Dungeons and Dragons and we had a campfire with our kids. You did like, not fight a boss. You had finished running away from a mini boss who like you <laughs> shot once and then walked away from. I probably should have executed him now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, Freddie really wanted to fight that boss. What you were overall trying to accomplish last time was in order to get home, the quickest way or at least maybe the smartest way would probably be to link up with Aaron O'Neill, the garden witch, and Vince, her two-dimensional paramour. The person who cursed Vince into being two dimensions was a dimensional witch, and you think that maybe if it's about switching from one dimension to another, then they'll be able to help her you. two-dimensional paramour, I prefer her two-dimensional panic at the disco, am I right? Guys, because it's like yeah. Paramore, it's, it's like a band. Oh, is it? Wow. Not even gonna. How do you mute Will? <laughs> I stormed into this podcast asking, "Haven't you people ever opened the goddamn door?" <laughs> I don't know anything about music. <laughs> Me neither. So yeah, you just woke uh, up. First things first. Glenn's gonna check his britches. Uh, you did not shit yourself. Didn't even have to roll for it, baby. No, I just don't. Good morning. Good morning, dads, dads, kids. Everybody, wake up. You guys all awake? 
Yeah. yeah. Are we a hey, real quick question? Are we hitting this like an early morning road trip kind of early morning, or is this like a lazy? Daryl always wakes up right before the sunrise. Oh no! Just naturally, it's football time. Daryl opens up the window and screams out, "Hey, food guy!" Uh, yeah. Anybody? Yeah. What? Can we get breakfast for nine? A uh, breakfast for nine coming out. Give me another Ten. gold. I throw him another whole thing of gold. Oh, I throw him yeah. one gold. Oh, please don't ever leave. And three of them, uh, no meat. No meat. Right, right. No meat on three of them. Are, are eggs okay? Yeah, yeah, eggs aren't meat. That's fine. Perfect. Daryl, why don't you go knock on the door to Henry's room and wake Henry up? I knock on the door. The door swings open and a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Henry Oak stands up and says, Hey guys, how's it going? I've been up since four. Oh, feels great to finally get up and see my favorite TV show, The Sunrise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't worry about breakfast. I already ordered some. It's on the way. Should be here in about 10 minutes. So um, I got everyone vegan food. I figured it'd be nice for you guys to try it out. Ron says, hey, um, I'm still sleeping. Can you put me in the car and then I'll wake up while we're we're going? (laughs) Um, I just ordered breakfast. Um, I guess we'll just, that'll be, that's fine. That's lunch for the road. Hey, um, I ordered three vegan. Just next time, if you're going to order food, uh, like, you know, like grand and I think paid in two, like they need that protein, you know, they're growing kids. So if we could just oh, no. get meat, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I know you are vegan, but if you could just, you know, appreciate our, our dietary grants, um, like there are, there are other forms of you know, protein. Daryl, that I, uh, sure. You know, it was a little presumptuous of me to order for everyone. And I, I don't like it when people do that to me. So, you know, that was uh that was a bad move on my part. That's oh, a, no, no, that's, no, a, that's an old Henry foul. I apologize. Could oh, you no, guys keep deal. it down? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Larkin Sparrow, nope, like, nope. we hate this. This is like fighting, but not fighting. I go over to Ron's bed. Ron, are you curled up? Oh, yeah. Sleeps an absolute fetal in in like a porcupine or um, a hedgehog pose. I, uh, I I lift up your sheet and I start kind of like waving up and down. I was like, wake up, buddy. Come on. Uh-huh. Big old day. We got to get up. Ron, buddy. Terry looks over. He goes, he's sleeping. No, I, I know, but he's got, we got bridal day. We got to get out of here, guys. No, like, we could get killed Jerry, any second. I'm, I'm up. Your old stepdad, he's up and rearing to go. Um, Yeah, I'm just, is there coffee or anything around here? Maybe a Starbucks I can stop in and get, you know, just oh, yeah, a, I could use a, a cup, cup of, of Joe, Chino. too. All right. Well, we could. Well, why don't you uh just pour some out of that jar of yours, Glenn? Yeah, I don't know if a Starbucks Frappuccino is like on the list of things you know, this I jar could do. A Puppuccino. A, a Puppuccino. Sorry, a Puppuccino. My bad. <laughs> Since I've been getting up every morning earlier than all of you this entire adventure, I've been using that thing to make myself a cup of joe. I bet we could whip up a Frappuccino for our good friend Ron here. Sorry, guys, really chipper today. It's just, you know, I'm so happy we've got the suns with us right now. And I know it's going to be a big, crazy adventure, but let's just start the day right and, you know, get on out of here. Uh, you know, I just yeah. have always felt the coffee tastes better when you buy it from someone. Yeah, I I think coffee tastes better than anything. <laughs> I want to go downstairs and check on the barkeep. All right. So the barkeep goes, what? What is it? Uh, yeah. Do you, you have coffee? Do we have coffee? Of course we have coffee. How many coffees yeah. would you like? I guess two. Well, hey, two. hey Grant, you want to, <laughs> Grant, you want coffee? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I love coffee. I love that yeah. Joe. All right, so two two more. God, am I taking drink orders for someone? God, this is like roadie moves. Lark and Sparrow are like, two each, one for each fist. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, why don't you boys stick to your non-caffeinated herbal tea, okay? Mm, of course. Wink. 
It's definitely a kombucha, Henry. <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. Henry would definitely be rocking the booch. Um, you know, actually, I got to ease back on the booch. I've been hitting it too hard. <laughs> so Lark goes, uh, Father, uh, I was doing some reading on kombucha, and it turns out it has an alcoholic content, and I feel like I've been drinking so much of it lately that if I had any more, it might cause me to become <laughs> inebriated, which would be very inappropriate for someone of my age. So perhaps some coffee could take the edge off of this kombucha hangover I have. Mayhaps, mayhaps. That's exactly how that works, man. You know, Lark, that's a really wonderful and responsible attitude you have, but I think, like, even better than coffee would be a little bit of herbal tea. And I pull out one of those Celestial Seasonings tea packets that's been in my pocket literally this entire time, oh, and I, God. You know, I stir it up with some hot water. It's fine. I keep it in one of the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Lark looks down. He's like, he's like, why does this tea look lubricated? There's like an oily sheen on <laughs> yeah, top of the like, water. <laughs> This tea is whipped for her pleasure. <laughs> so the barkeep hands you all, uh, he, he spits in every single mug individually <laughs> and then pours them full of coffee. Hey, buddy, can we get those to go? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then he spits into a bunch of smaller plastic cups, or not plastic, paper <laughs> cups, and then uh, pours them in there. Like wooden mugs or something? No, they're like literally like scrolls that he just like sort of crumpled up the bottom oh. and then like lick them to seal them and then pour the coffee inside. So if you hold them, they're extremely hot. I'm going to still try it. I want to know what it tastes like. Yeah, I drink like a Joe. Is this like a Kopi Luwak civet cat coffee kind of situation? Is it improved by the acidic nature of this barkeep's spittle? Oh, my God. Uh, it's the best coffee you've ever had in your entire life. You got a natural 20. <laughs> Glenn pauses and goes, holy shit. Guys, you guys tasting this? This guy's mouth is like those civet cats the Indonesians <laughs> use to poop out coffee beans, except it's his mouth. I take a big old gulp. Daryl likes to, He takes about two gulps for Daryl to finish his coffee before he goes out mowing the lawn. And he got... <laughs> He's just, is his throat just, like, horribly scalded? If you're going to gulp the whole thing, make a constitution saving roll. Oh, by the way, just side fact, like, my dad, he would drink coffee so freaking hot, I'm pretty sure he has no taste buds. Like, I just, like, I did not understand how he would do it. But anyways, I got three. Okay, so the inside of your entire throat is just scalded. And whatever you're going to eat for the next, like, two days, you cannot taste. Oh, God. Oh, I go, hey, everybody, uh, 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 um, don't don't drink that right away. Uh, it's very, very hot. Grant, be careful. Ron takes like a half hour and it's clearly like a Folgers commercial where he's like in a robe and he's the only one like in the window. And he's like drinking and then looking out at the window like, ah, and then there's a jingle. And then he's like, all right, I'm ready to go now. I want to wait. I want to talk to the bartender really quick. Barkeep, what? what's your name? My name, which was given to me by my father, Philip Beddingfield. Thank you, Philip. Uh, is Anderblam Tunkle Switch. <laughs> One more time. Anderblam Tunkle Switch. Mr. Tunkle Switch, I'd like to license your spit. <laughs> Sorry. What up, Shark? I'd like to enter <laughs> a licensing deal with your spit. Occasionally, we throw one at Anthony that even he can't roll with, and I love it when that happens. What would be the terms of such an arrangement? Well, we can do a standard kind of contract here. I can get my people to draft it up, but uh, I think we can make big money here selling your spit as an additive to coffee. We'll call it Tunkle Switch's own. Or no, just Tunkle Switch. So your, your plan is to have me spit into several jars, write the word Tunkle Snitch on them, and then just sort of sell them to people. And then start a chain of coffee shops. Guys, here's my Wait plan, Wait a right? second, Glenn. You're on to something. And here's the slogan. Switch to our coffee brand, which is a guy spits in it. <laughs> <laughs> Make the Tunkle switch. 
Yes. Make the tacos. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. even yeah, yeah, yeah. better. Yeah, I just came up with that. I went to school for marketing and I sort of fell. <laughs> marketing. Marketing. Uh, yeah. I love that your British accent is just like removing just a, syllables. Yeah, just omit consonants. That's the way you do it. Marketing. Marketing. Hey guys, could we uh, do a quick dad huddle? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up? Here's, the, here's all I'm saying. Hey, here's all, I'm all, saying. The, all the kids want to get inside the huddle as well. Oh, yeah. No, no, kids, come in here. This is more like a group huddle. Uh, yeah, Glenn, just one second. I, I, I appreciate everything that's going on right now. But just so that we're on the same page, and I, and I hand out, I've made um, itineraries for this whole day, and I hand them out to everybody. <laughs> you made the AAA triptych? <laughs> and I go, look, guys, like, I know this is really fun with the coffee, but just to remember, like, we are undercover and we got to get out of here. So if you see sunrise, we're supposed to have breakfast. So we're already a little bit behind time. God. Um, but if we can have breakfast for 30 minutes after this, we got to call Aaron and then uh, we all got to go to the bathroom and then it's going to be two hours until we go to the bathroom again. So I just, you know, I just want to make sure we're recess. focused and recess is well, during that potty break. I have potty break slash snack. And if the way you get re-energized is just a good old, you know, fun recess, then, you know, you can do that too. Where's the park? We'll be driving. We don't exactly have like a Thomas guide or anything, but we'll figure it out. Okay. So does that sound good for everybody? I just want to make sure we're on the same page with his itinerary and we can kind of, you know, I really don't want to get caught, you know, with our pants down. From those guys that are, you know, your dads, which are, you know, coming to uh, kids can't yeah, close your ears. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Listen, Tunkle Switch. Oi. Here, could you just fill up my canteen here with your spit and I'll pay you for that? <laughs> how how no. much are you? What's the going rate on my saliva? <laughs> we're just, listen, we're in an exploratory no, no, no. Give moment. Give me a here. dollar value, my mate. <laughs> I've suddenly realized that I've come into contact with some pretty prestigious salivary glands, and I will not give them up for anyone. Glenn, Daryl's right. We need to get out of here. Just give the guy 10 gold, and let's move on. <laughs> 10 yeah, gold, here, 10 my gold. stars and stripes. <laughs> Daryl's already packing the van. And the exclusive right to license your spit for the next year. Exclusively. So I if need an exclusivity I spit clause. on someone in disgust, you consume me? That's fine. For the purposes of food additives You're or a coffee non-compete. additives. <laughs> yeah, non-compete clause. All right. Wait, wait. But if that person, I, I, I lean in as I'm trying to pack the van, but even I got to step in to be like, we can make some money off this. Uh, you can spit on somebody, but sir, if that person pays you to spit on somebody, we should get a piece of that. I will only do pro bono spitting for the next year, is what you're telling me. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, you know what, Glenn? Why don't you write up that contract? I, I start writing it in the itinerary. Like, Glenn has five minutes. I'm furiously scribbling a contract, and it's full of deceptive clauses, Anthony. You'll have to roll. You'll have to roll to see if you can can parse the legalese. Like, for example, I'm going to own the Dunkle Switch name, like, outright. Like, it's full of deceptive clauses. Dang. He rolled an 18. He rolled very well. So he goes, oh, you're trying to put one over on old Tunkle Switch, are you? No, oh, no, sorry, no, this mate. is an old draft. This is an old draft. Mm, uh, it better be. Okay, fine. I drop a fair contract with the terms as discussed. There it is. There it is. All right. <laughs> are you ready to take your uh, initial payment? Yes, I, I unscrew the thing. And Hold out your hands. <laughs> no, into my <laughs> canteen. All right, if you insist. <laughs> Ron holds out his hand. <laughs> All right, guys, keep packing up. He's going to be filling this up while we, uh, you know, load up the van. <laughs> Did our Postmates come? <laughs> and it's like one massive glob just comes oh, out and oh. into the canteen like an anime, God. like fucking. I thought CERN going like, hoit, was enough. but <laughs> this is... It's like one of those big water drops that land before yeah. time. Do you know what exactly. I'm talking about? Yes, yep. it perfectly fills <laughs> oh the space. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like a it sits on top of the bottle and kind of hovers there, and then like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then swings it like this goes in as the exact it fills up the entire bottle. For a second, while it's hovering on the rim of it, it like looks like one of those old like in the nineties. Like, here's what three D graphics will look like in the future. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs>
All right. Your Postmates has arrived, and he's carrying a bunch of eggs, just cooked eggs, just <laughs> on, in his hands. He's just holding 15 fried eggs in his meaty hands. Well, which one? Because we got two Postmates orders. We got Will's and, uh, there should be 20 meals here, buddy. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I do not know what breakfast is. <laughs> I asked around, and people said... Eggs with a, a great deal of confusion. So this is every egg I could find, and I am so very sorry. But please take them. They burn. They burn so badly in my hands. <laughs> I go ahead and I take them and I say, hey, you know, I think it's only fair. You only gave us half the breakfast. You think we could get one of those coins back? Yeah, absolutely. And then he just starts pedaling away. <laughs> uh, oh, buddy. Yeah, no, it's I'll be okay, right back. I just let him go. I cast my plant growing spell and I grow some carrots and I hand some carrots out to my boys. Aw. Oh. And they go, we want hand eggs. We want hand eggs. Here you guys go. I start handing out hand eggs to everybody. <laughs> I greedily eat this hand egg because maybe the people in this town have like special food properties. What does it taste like? <laughs> roll. It tastes not very good at all. It tastes like a bad fried egg that somebody held in their lukewarm hand for 20 minutes as they biked back to you. And it's collected all the dust from him, like, biking through the town. I go, um, Daryl, how long is the spit and egg section on your itinerary? Uh, thanks for asking, Rob. We're actually getting a little bit behind schedule. So if we could all just quickly gobble these down and kind of get into the van, I'm pretty much packed up here. So if we could just, we could get going. Unless you guys really have something more you want to do in here before, you know. I'm like, I'm like just saying that as I'm walking and holding the keys. I'm just like, so why don't we just all, uh, guys all want to hop in the van? So Lark and Sparrow definitely tried to grab one of the hand eggs and like Lark definitely tried to bite into it. Okay. Hey, um, uh, Henry, are you allowed, are they allowed to eat eggs? No, 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 they're not boys. <laughs> you going to do anything to stop him? I hold my hands up and I'm like, sorry, buddy. Uh, you know, you got to ask your dad for these. All right. Well, he's going to roll to just snatch out every hand like a gremlin. <laughs> okay. But I'm raising it high up. So he's got to like climb up me. Okay, he rolled an 18. What do I need to roll? Uh, just roll opposed dexterity, I guess. Uh, 13 plus one, so I got 14. So he, like, like the little problematic skeleton mummies from The Mummy 2, uh, he, like, clambers up you like you're a tree, like, da, 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 and then gets up to your hand and just grabs the hand egg out of it and just devours it one gulp, and he goes, mm. <laughs> Oh, jeez, Lork, Flesh. come on, come on. Flesh is delicious, father. Lork, I need you to, like, be a buddy, okay? Like, you're going to be able to make your own food choices someday, but right now your vegan diet, it's just, it's going to be very bad for your vomits. tummy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you see what you did wrong? Mm, yeah. I did not warn you before I vomited. I apologize. No, and because I think... now Daryl's covered in his muck. Uh, oh, I'm covered. Oh no, yeah, because he's oh, got on top man. of you. He vomited uh, right to the I back just, of I, your head. I, I take my shirt off. What do we say to Mr. Wilson for barfing on him? You look dirty. Mm. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all right, kiddo. I throw a gold coin to the bartender. I say, hey, can you clean this up? And also, do you guys have any shirts I could use? He gives you another shirt, but it's like a D and D ass like farm boy <laughs> shirt. Yeah, it's a tunic. Uh, Daryl. I'm holding it up and I'm like, Ron, what's up? I've actually got some uh, pants that you can put on if you maybe like a hand in each pant leg and then just sort of on the torso like so. And then um, I've got several pairs that I am obviously no longer permitted. Well, I guess I I am permitted. And then he stares wistfully off in the distance thinking about scam. <laughs> and then he says, Mr. Mustache? Yeah. Um, Talk to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that Scam's gone, am I allowed to wear pants again, or would that be disrespectful to his memory? <laughs> I guess there's only one way to find out. Yeah, actually, the ultimate scam would be to not respect his memory. Oh, he loves And so that. Ron puts on <laughs> a bunch of pants. Like one after another? Oh, yeah. 
It's the okay, ultimate so, scam. So it feels so very good to have your bottom half covered up again. <laughs> it feels warm, in fact. It feels like warm and cuddly. And then slowly you realize that warmth is not just the warmth of your own comfort at wearing pants again. It's like the pants are like heating up around your legs. And you can feel first from the inside layer of pants all the way to the outside, they are beginning to get red hot and then they just start to melt off. of You don't feel any pain, but you could just feel them just catching fire and melting off of your hot, hot legs uh, <laughs> as if they are vampires in Buffy. Do they look like you're... they're on fire? Yeah, they look like they're like that red hot magma shit. Like when you like, oh. Daryl instantly like pushes Ron to the ground and it's like, guys, guys, guys. And he starts pulling the pants off. Oh Wait, my gosh. it's not the pants. It's my legs. What? What about your hot it's legs? The, just, it's the pant curse, remember? My legs are so hot, they're incompatible with pant life. <laughs> Does Daryl feel the hot legs? Are they hot to him? Or no, not just, at all. Uh, oh, well, all right. I, he kind of just like sits back and watches the pants fall off. And he's like, uh, damn. Are there any pants left after they melt off of me? I mean, they're like burning like scraps of, of pants. I think Ron proudly picks up one of the burning scraps and says, here, Daryl, just just like you wanted. <laughs> I take it and I go, uh, uh, thanks. And then I have this tunic on now, right? Yes. So I make kind of like a pocket square out of Ron's pants, <laughs> and I and I go, hey, you know, this will this will look dapper. I'll, I'll, you know, maybe for later, Ron. I appreciate it. And I put this uh, pant pocket square in my tunic. Ron turns around and says, "Mr. Mustache, um, I miss scam." Sometimes, even though he was mostly pretty mean, but you know, having this curse, it's kind of like. Having him with me, you know? Just the scam in my heart. The scam was inside you all along. Yeah, yeah, anyways, I'm glad that you're here on my face, and that I've got my cool dude boxers, and I'm actually going to turn around and talk to the rest of the group now. They will never understand you like I do. Hey, guys. Ron, are you, you've been mentioning this Mr. Mustache guy, and, um, are you talking to your mustache? Because I am, I have never really been clear on that, and I, uh, you might be disassociated. There's uh, a certain level of what you do that I kind of just let slide so that I can get through my day, but this, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to throw a flag on the play here, because, like, where did that thing even come from? I don't remember your mustache looking so big and bushy in a different color. Well, you know, as a man gets older and gets manlier, um, <laughs> it just happens sometimes where I, okay, actually, guys, I have a confession to make, so this, this mustache- no. I mean, no, I don't. Yes, yes, perfect save, perfect save. They don't suspect a thing. I, it was mm. the... Daryl tries to listen. Can he hear? He's, like, getting really close to Ron's face, and he's trying to, like, listen to the mustache. If you put your ear right up next to his mustache, you can roll a perception check. Okay, okay. So when Ron, like, gently kisses your ear... <laughs> I got a four. So as your ear gets close, Bron, you hear the mustache go, what's he doing? What's he doing? And then once you get really close, you can feel one of the tendrils of the mustache just reach out and, and like slap you in the earlobe, just like trying to like bat you away a little bit. Ow. What the hell, Ron? Oh my God. Ron, did you, did you flick my ear, Ron? He, he can't prove Darryl, it. Your ear is bleeding a little bit. What happened? I, um, okay. Uh, Ron. You bit him. I, I bit you. Er, what? I. I haven't, been to, Ron, a, I haven't been to a dentist since I've been here, and I was just trying out my bite. All right, Ron. <laughs> good save. I didn't Everybody... think that was a very good thought that I had, but I think you made it work. It was a very good thought that you had, but I made it work. I don't have to repeat everything that he says, so I'm going to stop says? doing Ron, that. Ron, do you have an egg in your hand? Have you eaten breakfast? No, you're right. I'm probably, as, as the kids say, hangry. 
Right, Terry Jr.? I slap an egg into his hand. I go, all right, well, there's an egg. No more biting. Can everybody get in the van? We're way behind time here. Again, people are trying to kill us. Could we go? Yeah, let's go. As he gets in the van, he also, he hands uh, Grant. He's like, hey, buddy, I, I don't need an egg. So if you want two eggs, and I hand him both the eggs. <laughs> and I get in the van. You put them into his hands, and then... You watch as in like almost in slow motion, like they just slowly just sort of slip off the sides of his hands while he does <laughs> nothing to save them. And then he just goes, thanks, dad. And then walks toward the van. What, you don't want to eat? Not hungry. Oh, all right. Poor Grant. Okay. I had a big lunch. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, so I'll hop on in. Who's Who's got shotgun? Me! Larkin Sparrow say. Anybody but Larkin Sparrow. Sorry, guys. You can't <laughs> have two unfair. people. Can't have Why two people ask? in the shotgun. I have this child safety lock on. <laughs> they can't open the door. Terry Jr., you want to sit up shotgun, buddy, um, and stretch out your big, long soccer legs? I, I, I can. I mean, I don't. Does that work? Can you volunteer someone else for shotgun? I'll take shotgun. Yeah. All right, Terry, why don't you take shotgun? I open the door. All right. Hey, did Peyton get breakfast? Peyton ate just the yellow part of the egg because I just want that pure <laughs> protein. I just want it right to the vein. Just boo, just protein. I don't need any of that other stuff, that healthy nothing, nothing. Yo, I should we should we check in with Walter about Peyton? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just Peyton's been through a lot since we left Walter, and I just feel like Walter might be wondering where he is. I don't, I'm, I'm just putting that out there. We could send, like, a message or something, I guess, like a letter. I mean, like, our kids were missing for a long time, and we weren't that worried, so I'm sure Walter is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Hymns. Hymns. It's boner pills, y'all. That's special somebody. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you in a discreet package this week. Oh, wow. (laughs) Delivered to your doorstep by Hymns. Uh, sick of the one-size-fits-all method, especially when it comes to your erectile dysfunction treatment? Yes. Good news, you got options now with Hims. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Mm. From the, they spelled comfort wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, so provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments. Wait, like are they chewable or are they hard? They're chewable. So are I, wait, you. Can I get a hard yeah. mint that makes my penis chewable? <laughs> <laughs> Brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives are up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple, 100% online. Answer a series of questions on their site, and the medical provider will determine the right treatment option. And if prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance necessary. It's not free, though. The shipping is free. The shipping the medication free. is, you're going to still gotta, pay money, obviously. Pay for that, yeah. They're not just handing out boner pills That'd at Biden's America. That'd be pretty sick, yeah. They should do like the Red Bull ladies. Do you know what oh I mean? Oh, my God. God. I imagine? would love to be a Red Bull woman for boner pills. So if ED 
is getting you down here. It's time for you to join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMS.com slash daddies. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash daddies. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See the website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by Chime. Ding dong, it's summertime. Oh, wow. It should, summer should be about I'm chilling warm. with your bros and warmth. Not financial stress, but with a Chime Secure Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so too Will do your, your opportunity. Pee-pee. Well, maybe, actually. Okay. Will Chime get my bod ready for swimsuit season? It will get your... Uh, credit score ready for loan and car or home season. <laughs> so yes. Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Here's what it's got. No annual fees, interest, or credit check to apply. Use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. Build credit using your own money. And there's like all some sorts of extra features. So for example, fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. You can overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying it's direct a, deposit. Where's Waldo uses SpotMe? True. <laughs> After Waldo sets up a qualifying direct deposit and he signed up for SpotMe, Chime will spot Waldo up to your limit when Waldo makes a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that sees Waldo's bounce if they can find him. How how do you think Waldo affords going to all those places? He's traveling all the time. It must cost a fortune. He's probably using Chime to build up credit to take out, I guess, loans to take trips places. And here's the thing. When when Waldo goes around, there's like 60,000 plus free free ATMs. Waldo can go to any ATM. He could be anywhere. But they can't find him on the security camera. They can't find him on the security camera. That's more than the top three national banks combined. So you can easily find an ATM near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money too. Chime to pay anyone, including Waldo. Chime members are not in cash out your money fee free. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can improve your credit scores all summer long. Get started today at chime.com slash daddies. That's chime.com slash daddies. Chime. Bro, you know that Waldo is married because he's always hiding from the wife. Dang. Chime feels That's like who progress. you play. Yep. That's who you play and where's Waldo? You play his wife yep. looking for him. And I'm just nagging him all the time. Poor guy's just hiding out. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Spot me eligible requirements and overdraft limits apply out network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go chime.com slash disclosures for details so uh, we start driving the van out of town yeah you drive the van out of town and you see uh, you know a mile out of town you see a little cops of trees if you want to stop and talk to Aaron cops where cops. Right? <laughs> guys pull over it's the cops <laughs> I pull over and I turn off this child safety locks and I say, all right, all right, let's give uh, Aaron a whole uh, shout here. Uh, Henry, why do you call her up? Um, so I step out of the car, and um, I knock on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, um, Aaron, is this how this works? Uh, Aaron O'Neill, I'm looking for Aaron. So just like last time, you see a bunch of leaves fall down, and they take the two-dimensional shape of Aaron O'Neill. And she goes, oh, hey, Henry, what's up? Oh, you're alive. Hey, you're alive. Yeah, but... You know, it was our dads. It was our dads that were the ones who were behind all of this. Yeah, I know. But yeah, you do? Yeah. Remember, I couldn't tell you because of the daddy magic. I popped my head into the call. Hey, that's jacked up that you wouldn't tell us that. I told you, if you knew more about it, it would make them do more damage. The fact that you know who they are now means they have more power over you. Why is that? Because that's how daddy magic works. It's their authority and the real estate they take up in your brain that gives them their power. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. You hear that, kids? I like lean back and I look at all the kids in the back of the van. <laughs> yeah. So I got to listen to Pops. We got the daddy magic. Lark's like, I don't know if that's the moral I would take from that. <laughs> so Aaron, we've got the kids. We're on the run from our dads. We're kind of wondering what's next. You know, we know you know a dimensional witch. We're thinking maybe she can help us. We're just trying to get the H out of here. So um, what do you recommend as far as a plan goes? As you're saying that, as you say Dimensional Witch, you can see another group of leaves falls down. It takes the form of Vince. Uh, and he's like scratching. And it's a perfect replica of him. It's, it's a perfect replica. As far as you can tell, it just is Vince. It's actually a group of sticks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a group of sticks, and they're in the shape of Vince. And he goes, hey, babe, what's going on? What are they talking about? So is this how you guys get it on? Because you're both two-dimensional like this? Ron, you've met, you know I'm not two-dimensional. No, I know. We've met. Well, uh, yeah, anyways, I'm Ron Stampler of Hi, oh my I'm God. Ron. Oh, my God. Did something happen to him or is this just this is just Ron? There's no spell. He didn't like this get hit is with amnesia. Just this his might thing. be a coffee post-coffee thing, actually. Just to pivot back to like the original reason we called this meeting. Um, How do we get out of here? Well, as far as I know, the portal that you came in on, there's no reason it shouldn't work both ways. Unless there's something wrong with the portal or somebody's enacting something it goes on it from both outside. Ways. Nice. Uh, Very good, Ron. You should just be able to get through. Now, the problem is if you came in through this portal and if your dad set up the portal, they know where the portal is and they'll probably send Uh, out like ravens and stuff, maybe trying to hire people to protect it. So I think mm. your big problem is how you're going to sneak through or drive through or, or whatever the heck. But I think it should just work. I roll down the window and I lean out. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Oh, hi, Daryl. So, uh, do you know where this portal is? I mean, don't you know? It's where you came into this world. Maybe Odyssey-san remembers, and we can ask Odyssey-san how to show us Odyssey-san where to go. All right, so yeah, we'll just drive back. I mean, we came out just in, like, a middle of a forest. Yeah, but, like, that doesn't make sense. You're telling me we can just go back to that place, and then we can just go back? I mean, like... When we first came out, it's not like we just could back up and go back into our world. It feels like there was nothing there. It felt like we just got transported. Did you try? Oh, shit. We didn't try. But we didn't have our kids. That's true. Oh, yeah, that would have been that, bad. That would have been bad. So, you yeah, know, I, think it's, I don't think left. we got to beat ourselves up over this. So, Aaron, wouldn't they just close it at this point? Why would it be open still? Because once you open a portal, you can't close it unless you're physically there using the same amount of energy it took to open it in the first place. My suspicion is that without your kids, they don't have the power to close the portal. Hmm. Oh. Sounds like a race to get there, by the way. Daryl's already, like, crossing off the itinerary. We're going to take some less bathroom breaks, guys. we got to get to this portal ASAP. A recess. Uh, we'll do recess once we get to the portal. Okay. Yeah, does that sound good? Yeah. Hey, Aaron, can I ask you one more question? Yeah. So you knew that they were our dads. I'm not quite sure how you knew that, but, you know, there's only three of the dads you might have noticed. Was there anything with my dad? Wait, your dad's not one of the dads? No, um, it's it's everybody else's dad, and I thought it was just because my dad was dead, but, you know, Glenn doesn't seem to think that his dad is alive either. Yeah, so. no, they're dead in our world, but alive in this one. Yeah, that makes sense. That'd be soul transference through a dimensional gateway. Wait, what? Soul transference through dimensional gateway. When they died in your world, their soul went through a rift in the dimensions and came up in here and into corporeal form. You know, like normal dimensional stuff. It doesn't make sense. Why all three of our dads? How do they meet up? It's it's very confusing. I mean, it could be that the most powerful one collected the other two or whatever was reaching out to them. Like if, if somebody could get a, a good enough handhold in this world and use daddy magic to assemble people. Maybe they were in a book club before they died. And so they found each other after... Here. It could also be that. And it, maybe their souls are, are held up by not hey, knowing hey, hey, Ron, which Ron, book they're... This is Aaron. 
Don't say the B word around her. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe they were in a a, a a wine and cheese club and they're still searching for the, the perfect full-bodied Merlot. And <laughs> our blood is that to them. And so we need to rush over there and try to block the portal before they can get more wine out of the Trader Joe's. Yeah, the last part sounds good, Ron. We should get there as fast as we can. Yeah, get there oh, fast. Okay. You don't have to look for a dimensional witch. Just leave. Okay, well, thanks, Aaron. I, I think we've got a follow-up conversation with Odyssey-san to see if she can show us the way home. Well, have a, have a, have a good one. Try your best not to die. Yeah, this seems all easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Hey, Aaron? Uh, yeah. Thanks. Oh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> That's it. Okay, uh, we're going to walk away now, because I, I, don't, I don't know how to hang up the chase. Hey, Aaron? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Ron? Goodbye. <laughs> Good, goodbye, Ronald. It's actually just Ron. <laughs> she disappears before you she can hear that so i'm gonna go up to the odyssey yeah. and i'm gonna go i'm gonna pop up in the gas tank and then sort of whisper seductively can you say them a little bit more seductively because you promised yeah, us seductively which is hey where did we park when we first came here <laughs> by the way as i'm still in the front seat like i feel the odyssey like shudder I'm like, Glenn, what are you doing back there? Uh, just like asking the question, what? <laughs> Better okay, put the parking just... brake on because this baby's ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> the doors turn a little bit red. Just <laughs> 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 a senpai, no. <laughs> you hear, Anna, and then the GPS screen on the dashboard. She goes, Coco, and then you see it scanning around, and then she goes, <laughs> and uh, there's a, a little thumbtack icon that goes on where you first appeared in the Forgotten Realms, which is outside the small town of Phandalin. Honestly, son, did you download Forgotten Realms? Like, <laughs> I looked, does it have, like, the names of the towns and stuff? Map quest. Let me, <laughs> let me write. Is there satellites in this world? Or is it just like, or is it just positioning like. positioning system needs satellites. How is it getting GPS? Or is it just like a dot, you know, and a line going to it, or does it actually have like a map? Except whatever that actually is in Japanese. That was me Googling, I made a map Japanese. <laughs> so apparently Odyssey-san has just been sort of a cartographing as you've been lurping around the uh, Forgotten Realms. Oh, so it's like Skyrim and it's like literally just the map. We can only see the part of the map that we've traveled. Exactly. To. Rest as fog of war. Very cool. Arigato, Odyssey-san. Oh. Thanks, beast. And I like slap the dashboard. <laughs> It turns oh, even no. brighter red. <laughs> I whisper into the ear, Anatawa Saiko desu, which is, you're the best. She goes, Arigato! And uh, the fluid inside of the tank just all the way to the top. Daryl is just very weirded out by all this. She has just enough sentience for it to be okay and not quite enough for it not be weird. she's got some Doban hunkeros. Just didn't expect the car to be, it's just, all right. Just whatever you're doing back there, just look a little less of it. I'm glad if you don't mind. I'm just saying there's kids in this car. So like, that's all. I kind of get in close to Daryl. I say, listen, Daryl, this car's a treasure. And you better be keeping up on those oil changes and filter changes. I lean in closer. I'm like, you think I've ever let this baby get fucking 500 miles within an oil change? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I lean in closer. I say, you think that changing an oil every 500 miles is a proper fucking care schedule for a car? 
I lean in closer and I say, you think I fucking jiffy loop this bad You are literally nose to nose. You don't think I change this oil myself with premium oil I export from fucking Germany and I do this myself? You think I trust anybody else to oil change this car? And I get even closer. (laughs) Now your lips are lit. (laughs) Now his lips move along in synchronism in mind. like he's saying the same thing. Our lips are moving at the same speed. You of all people should know that a Japanese car should not be taking European oil. (laughs) And on top of that, every 500 miles is way too fast of a schedule for a car because you should be at least a thousand to three thousand in order for the oil to get in on all the sides of things i lean in closer and now my tongue is in his mouth and i go hey glenn do you think you could tell me where you can get japanese oil i i'm so embarrassed i've been using the wrong oil yeah just check the auto zone you gotta just look it up and ask for japanese specific fluids that's all i appreciate that glenn yeah, no worries, bud. Everybody buckled up. We got to move, right? Yeah, I if mean, everybody's, if, if if everybody's our dads locked are in. going to the same place and this is our exit ticket, they're probably going there just as fast. They might not even have slept. Like, we might be behind the eight ball here, man. We got to move. Yeah, I step on the accelerator and we drive as yeah, fast we, we as is safe fast. in Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, what pace do we set if this is Oregon Trail? Oh, grueling for sure. Yeah, we're, we're driving like 75 miles per hour. 75 miles an hour? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Are they That's big paved roads? Insanely fast no. on dirt roads. Okay, he's going like, uh, like ninety-five miles per. Hour. <laughs> he's driving forty-five. Give me a, give me, and uh, fuck it, I'm not gonna put you in danger. Give me you a flat want tire. me to roll? You want me to roll? No, because then if, what if you fail? I'm just gonna give you a flat tire. It's fucking boring. Like it's fine. You just you initial D all the way back to the next plot point. I rolled anyways, and it was a waste, but I got 19. Okay. Well, then you get to describe how the ride back goes. So, no, I do go 75 miles per hour. I go 45, and then once everybody stops looking at how fast we're going, I'm, like, slowly accelerating faster and faster and faster. Like, nobody notices how fast we're going. Hey, Daryl, could you just, like... I. I know we're really trying to get out of here, but this feels really unsafe how fast we're going. As Henry's talking, I turn up the Gladiator soundtrack, (laughs) and I just zone. And by the way, I am swerving around every pothole, every mystical animal, everything that there possibly (laughs) is. I am just flying across this dirt road. And the shocks, like, everybody's falling asleep because it's so such a perfectly (laughs) smooth ride. So once you get back to Phandalin, are you going to maintain this pace like are you just screaming all the way back like you're not gonna hit the brakes until you see the portal is that how this is if nothing else stops us i think once we get to like the forest what looks familiar probably i don't know henry maybe you notice the rocks or whatever i think we slow down and start looking for the portal i want to roll geology to see if i know the rocks okay first episode callback (laughs) i rolled a 15 um yeah you can recognize that these are the same rocks that you saw when you came in the first time you still don't really know what they are daryl we passed that rock on the way in i know because i remember it looked kind of cool i slowly stop like nobody even notices we stopped is how smooth my braking is (laughs) so i bring the van to a stop glenn's nap is totally undisturbed by this (laughs) i go all right everybody wait for the car to come to a complete stop before oh daryl you did stop nice job that's right i wink in the rearview mirror i go that's right baby (laughs) like it's Lark and Sparrow both like, kiss, kiss, kiss. What? <laughs> you already kissed the one of them, now do the other. What? When did we kiss? I didn't kiss. Any, no, we me sh- and, that was called arguing. That's what me and Glenn were doing. We were Passionate arguing. Passionate men <laughs> arguing over When a over mommy and daddy love each other very much, they Grant's argue. Grant's like, I wanted to argue with the heat. Aw. Don't worry, Grant. You'll get your chance with heat one of these days, assuming we don't go through this portal right now, in which case you'll never see him again. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks you dead in the eyes and he goes, thank you, Henry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. We can be on first name basis. That's fine. Um... <laughs> 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 
Oh my god, yeah, it should be Mr. Oak. Oh shit. Guys, no, Henry's not a fucking cop. He's not gonna do that to this kid. Hey Grant, you know, you should call him Mr. Oak, Grant. Come on. No, no, that's okay, Daryl. I mean, you know, the boys call me Henry all the time, so you know that's that's, that's okay. It's fine. No, that's okay. Sorry, no, Daddy I Henry. understand, but we call him Riri yeah, sometimes, like Rihanna. I just, I just prefer Grant calls adults uh, by their last name, if that's all right. Wait, so okay, what should well, I be calling you guys then? Mr. Wilson. <laughs> all right, M- Mr. Wilson, how big, <laughs> actually, just <laughs> Mr. Anybody, how big is the rock that we just passed? Actually, I don't know. I don't really recognize any of the rocks or minerals in this area, but I would say it's like a medium-sized boulder, you know, something in the range of like um, a, a couple of martial amps stacked on top of each other. That metaphor is for my good friend, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn like kind of like rouses a little bit, like, huh. Well, Marshall sound like shit. Well, maybe <laughs> if we all sleep. got a rock, then we could just blend in with the scenery around and nobody would know that uh, we were coming. If like people walk by and they're like, oh, there's a bunch of rocks. There's nothing weird about that. It's just rocks. And that rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good point. So, Ron, I, I guess throw it out here to the group. Uh, hey, uh, Henry, you want to wake up Glenn there? Uh, hey, Glenn. Glenn? Oh, whoa. Well, yeah. Put, your, yeah, put well. your shoes on, honey. We're back at the portal. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, buddy. We're, we're, we're right there. So, uh, Ron brought up a good point, which is the question is, do we want to slow roll this, uh, the beast, you know, through this uh, forest and try to get to the portal? Or should we, uh, you know, get on foot and kind of sneak our way through? I think we got to stay in the safety of this vehicle, man. That's like the one advantage we have in this place. I could turn into like a little bird and go scout out for us and come back. That's one thing that we could do. Oh, like I could get up real high and get a uh, bird's eye view, which uh, I, I guess that's not really a pun. If you're a bird, that's just what the view is. But I could do that if you guys want. That's a good yeah. idea. Okay, it's fine. It's All fine. right. Uh, now, like last time I turned into a lark, so this time I'm going to turn into a sparrow for you, sparrow, and I throw sparrow a little wink. Oh, delightful. I love it. I love it. Thanks, sparrow. And so uh, I clap my hands and I turn into a little bird. Okay. And I flutter out the window and I go sailing towards uh, where I remember the portal being. Where the portal once was, or at least where you came out, because the portal was invisible on the other end, you can see 10 tents all sort of in a circle around a big blank spot of the ground, sort of a little flat area of the plains. And mm-hmm. you can see some figures moving around down there. Why don't you roll perception for me? All right, I got a uh, 14. With a 14, you can tell that beneath you are orcs. There looks to be about 40 of them. <gasps> By nightfall, these hills will be swarming with orcs. <laughs> and they're sharpening swords. They're beating each other up. It seems like they've made camp. If you want to try to get closer, it'll increase the chance you get spotted, but it'll also allow you to, you know, maybe listen in. But does it matter if you get spotted? He's literally a bird. Yeah, but orcs like killing things. Oh. I'm going to fly a little closer to see what okay, I can see. Okay, roll stealth. I got a uh, 12. They're going to roll their perception. Oh, no, they don't roll. They just have a pass perception of 10, which is not good enough to spot you. So, okay, so you get closer. Nice. You can hear uh, two orcs, they're outside sharpening their axes, essentially. And one of them goes, all right, so... Uh, oh, that's the same voice as the previous guy. British so it orcs. Be, it needs to be deeper. They need- or they could just be some all-American Have some orcs. Brooklyn orcs. I guess they oh, could. Oh, yeah, do like jock. Do some jockey, yeah. The... the Who are we looking for again? <laughs> yes! <laughs> A new voice approaches! What was that? That's the first orc, and the second orc goes, uh, I think... So it's it's a big white like like a like a horse, but with no legs, 
that like rolls. So like a rolly, like a stunt horse. This is a good voice. <laughs> and then, and then all we gotta do is like grab whoever is in the belly of the stump horse thing, and then give it to the guy who paid us. I think, as far as I could tell, I wasn't super listening. And the other guy's like, "Yeah, me neither." Uh, <laughs> But, like, we're clearly not going to actually like, give them up, right? Like, we should just eat them. And the other guy's like, oh, absolutely. We'll say that they, like, died in the fight or whatever. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to dine on oh, flesh. No. Like, my family always says, meat's back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that was, like, a mix of jock and, like, a mix of, like, lumpy space princess. It, it just turned into a valley girl kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Henry's going to flutter back to the group to report in. What did your... Bird-ass eyes see, Henry. <laughs> so, guys, you guys saw Lord of the Rings, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, love yeah Lord we've of talked Rings. about it. It's such a good movie. No. Do you remember, like, not the goblins and not, like, the bigger goblins, but there were, like, uh, the, the dorks? The, the Urukai. The, no, there was, like, the Urukai, but then there was, like, the gorks. Oh, the Ents. The Ents. The Ents. It's full of Ents in there. <laughs> Wait, it's full of trees? No, not the Ents. The, the you know. The, the big feet, right? The, the, the orcs. I don't think it was orcs. I think it was... Anyway, there's some guys over there, and they seem pretty stupid, but they are looking for us. So I think was maybe... Are you talking about the eagles, like the flying eagles? Did you see big flying eagles? They're not eagles, they're people, but they're like green people. So anyway, they're all back there, and they're like looking for us because they're looking for a white horse, but it's clearly the van. So what I was thinking is maybe we could do a little subterfuge and pretend to be maybe like the relief patrol, you know? Henry... You said they were looking for a white... What were they looking for exactly? They said they were looking for a big, stumpy white horse with no legs, and they were supposed to take the people inside and bring them back to the people that hired them. But then they said, like, we're going to eat them instead. So... I have an idea. Yes? What if we found ourselves a big horse... Cut the legs off the horse. I don't want to. I like the way this guy thinks. We could maybe go to a butcher or like a, 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 a you know a horse farmer. <laughs> a horse farmer. Yes, let us go to a horse butcher. What if one of us dressed up like a horse and then? Oh, but then they'd be grabbed, Ron. Uh, yeah, but then they'd find out that there's nothing inside of us. How many? Again, how many were there? Yeah, I think there was like about forty of them. There were quite a bit of guys in there. But you never look a stump horse in the mouth. So <laughs> yeah, see, Ron and me are on the same page here. Stump horse. Again, it feels like we have this big metal van that, unless they got like spike strips, and even then, this bad boy can run on flats for quite a while. Like we can just drive through them. Like, did you see the portal, Henry? No, see, that's the other weird thing. There's, like, no portal. They're all just sort of, like, around an empty area. Oh, see, that's a problem. If there's a portal, I'd say we just drive this bad boy through. Yeah, I would be kind of for that, too, but I feel like if we just zoom through there, we might give away our position. Could you just try flying into where the portal, like... Well, I don't want to do that, because then maybe I won't come back. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's, you know... We can't lose you. We can't lose you. That's true. Glenn crosses Um, his arms and goes, yet another good use for a drone. Well, could we... Maybe you could throw one of those, uh, one of Ron's, one of your uh, animals. Maybe you could guide a bird. You know, Henry, get back in bird form. Go ahead and uh, Blue Angel style, like formation, multiple birds. I don't have any birds. I just have bats. Oh, bats. So, yeah, those bats. So it's not going to work. No, but we could. <laughs> <laughs> now, I could take one of the frogs that Ron can make and fly over and sort of like throw it and uh, see if it disappears. Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to do that? Absolutely. That's a good first step, I think. Uh, I think again, that's a good first step. We want the intel. 
So is there a way that we can mark the frog to know that it's our frog if it goes back into the real world and we find it again, maybe? Sure, put <laughs> up. Put one of your business cards in his I mouth. will, I will. Okay, so... Your razor-sharp business cards? Uh, yeah. Maybe tape it to his back or something. Is there any tape in here? I'll put it on his little feet flat so that he got the sticky feet things. Um, all right, hat of vermin. One frog, please. Uh, so the hat spoots out a frog with sticky feet. Hi, frog, this is me. And then I hand him my business card. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a call right there if you ever want to chat about business or other business. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be in touch, buddy. So I'm going to wild shape once again into a bird. This time I'm going to be a parrot in honor of my really, pet parrot. A parrot, me. a big colorful bird. That <laughs> no, that's true. Just... That's a good point. Uh, I'm going to be a if different Mark saw you transform into a parrot, too, he'd be like, ah, my first kill. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Henry turns back into a sparrow, and uh, he grabs the frog beneath his legs, and he flutters back out over to the Yorks. Okay, so roll a strength. Aren't sparrows kind of small, like, to pick up a uh, fucking frog? Uh, I got a four minus one. I got a three. As you're flying over the Orc camp, the frog in your town just goes like, beep, beep. <laughs> and then falls out and just <laughs> splorches on the ground and uh, is very dead. It's okay, Henry. I got two more. I can make two more. <laughs> uh, do the orcs notice? Yeah, let me roll to see if the orcs notice. A frog falling out of the sky with Ron's business card on it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so they rolled a three. So it happens <laughs> and lands right next to the orcs and they just go, uh, what was... Uh... <laughs> Uh, and they just do that thing where you're about to say something, you can't remember what it is, and the other person doesn't have the license to speak yet, so they just like, uh, 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 and it's like just going on forever with the guy sort of staring at him slack-jawed, and they do not notice. All right, I'm going to circle back for another frog. I'm actually going to keep the business cards this time. Uh, I don't want to run out in case we find any good networking opportunities. All right, head uh, <laughs> uh, of vermin, one more frog, please. <laughs> All right, so this time I'm going to grab the frog by its sticky legs just so I have a nice. little bit more grip on it. So it's like upside down kind of now. <laughs> yeah, it's like an upside down frog. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. The frog has fun doing it. Yeah. It's not stressed out. It by opens its happening. mouth. It's super happy. It's singing a whole new world in its mind when you're flying. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm sad. <laughs> Our whales in captivity live just as long as they do in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Henry flies back over to the portal and he's going to try to throw this frog again. And give me another strength roll. All right, I got a, a nine. How big is this frog? Do I get a bonus for the sticky feet idea? Uh, yeah, fuck it. You get an advantage. I roll again. I got a nine again. <laughs> okay, so once again, it falls down. All right, Ron, it looks like well, we're going to need the, that the orcs, third frog. We, we got to see if the orcs notice. God damn it, they don't again. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing a good old game of uh, punch each other on the head as hard as you can without knocking the other person out, and they're so busy doing that that they once again roll a four. Oh my God. <laughs> Golly gee, creepers, Ron. I'm going to need that third frog. Actually, and, uh, do you this want a time, bat this time, maybe? You know, something else that can fly and you can just kind of hang on to it? Oh, that's not a bad idea. So, it's not uh, a bad I'm gonna, idea. Time, I'm gonna, <laughs> it's not a bat idea. That's very funny. Daryl leans over to Glenn and be like, remember the first idea I had when I said we shouldn't have bats? Yeah, I birds. remember the bats. I'm really glad I came up with this idea. Anyway, so head of vermin, <laughs> I would like a bat, please. Okay. Hey, Ron, this counts as your recess, buddy. Uh, no, because I'm not having that much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the hat poots out a bat. I cast speak with animals on the bat. Hello. And I say, 
Hail and well met, Bat. I am Henry Oak, and I need your help with a very dangerous assignment. You're going to help us figure out how to save our sons and even maybe save our world. You ready for that? What's in it for Bateman the Bat? For (laughs) Bateman, we will tell stories of your bravery throughout the land, and you will be the most famous bat of them all. Even more famous than Bruce Wayne. Than Bartok from Anastasia. Than Bartok (laughs) from Anastasia. Go ahead and roll Persuasion. Got a fucking garbage roll. Uh, I got a six. So the bat goes, maybe if you can make it worth my while. And it rubs the tips of its wings together in the universal sign for like, daddy could use some cheddar. <laughs> okay. Wait, uh, Anthony, can I do the voice of the bat if I do my Bartok impression? Please do. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got to say a line from Anastasia to get in character first. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't the remember. calibration yeah. line. I give her a hi-yah and a hi-yah and then I kick her, sir. What, you mean this reliquary? Oh, well, you're falling apart, sir. Okay, all right, so now I'm the bat. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you two just have a scene. <laughs> well, what's in it for me? Daryl, can we give the bat some gold, like what? maybe 10 or 20 gold? <laughs> I think bats want, like, uh, insects, just promised insects. Say that the portal has a bunch of insects on the other side. No, There's sir, a whole bunch I of- want some wealth for myself. I want to, to be rich to ascend to a higher level of batdom. When we see you again, we will give you some gold. How about that? Okay, I can work with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, Uh, totally. Bartok's going to want some upfront money if that's the case. Actually, I've been informed that (laughs) I would like some money upfront. Uh... Anastasia's alive? Okay. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Okay, so could I get the... Four gold, please. Daryl is eating a cliff bar, and then he uh, takes the wrapper, which is uh, metallic on the inside, and he folds it up into a bunch of little, like, uh, silver coins. Daryl holds these really shiny pieces of aluminum up to the bat, and is just, like, gesturing at it, because obviously he can't speak. Oh, that's very shiny, sir. Yes, uh, yeah, I'll take whatever you want, sir. So what's the mission again? Just follow me and do what I tell you when it's time to do the thing. Uh, yes, it's sir, really I'll give easy. a yeah, and then a yeah. When the bat takes the silver, I look to the kids. I go, see, kids, this is why you just don't throw money away. You got to think with your head here. You got to keep your money so that you have it when it counts. Right, Henry? Mm, Let's go, Mr. Bat. Nick's like, feels like you're going to stiff that guy out of a good day's labor. Seems pretty fucking capitalist to me. It's a bat, buddy. It's a bat. He is going to disappear yeah, in one Yeah, I'm going to stop being the bat It doesn't now. change the ethics of what Daryl did. It's still deceit. It's fraud. Okay, so what do you do? I lead the bat across the battlefield, and we circle around once, and then I gesture to the center of the battlefield. And I say, you know what I need you to do is I need you to swoop down through these encampments straight across to the other side of this big old circle, okay? All right. Uh, so he understands that instruction pretty clearly. And he zooms down, and I'm going to roll for him to see if he gets noticed or not. He does not get noticed. And uh, with perfect silent bat wings, he just like, his wings go in, and he zooms down, and he gets to the center of the circle that the uh, orcs are surrounding, and then he's gone. He just disappears. Oh, shit. He vanishes. Holy shit. (laughs) All right, okay, all right. I just fly back to the guys. I go, guys, it works. All we have to do is ram this thing and punch it straight through, and then we'll go home. We're almost home. Fuck it, baby. Let's do it. Buckle those seatbelts. Let's, Let's do this. Do it. All right. Do we maybe want to affix like a couple of big long logs to the front of the freaking van, and then we could use it like a people plow? 
I was going to say, if they are as dumb as you say they are, we could just cover it in mud because it won't be white anymore. Like, just they're oh, looking for yeah. a white Let's thing. Let's just cover this thing with mud. Yeah. yeah Let's just cover make it, it with big... mud and trees. Perfect. Like trees, bushes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we do, Anthony. Roll nature, I guess. All right. I'll roll nature. I've got like a three for nature, so that might be... I rolled a seven. God, my rolls are just shit today. Because the roll wasn't so good, it just means you're going to do a normal bluff roll as you go past them. If you had gotten a really good roll, you would get advantage on it because of how not like a van the van looks. But if you want to just drive in there, basically you're just going to get a bluff roll, and if they fall for it, then they will react one way, and if they don't fall for it, they will react another way. Okay, so we're all buckled up. Everybody's buckled up? Yeah. Check. I'm bu- this, this might get rowdy, everybody. Are you all right, stressed, Daryl? I mean, yeah, I'm a little worried, but you know, we're going we're gonna to make it through one way or the other, everybody. We got this. We're a team. We're going to get through this. My uh, my friend Bateman the Bat once said, stress is a killer, sir. My cousin killed <laughs> over me mango, and he's a fruit bat. He should know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's good, Ron. No, that, that helps out. You know, we, let's conquer the stress, and let's get through this. So um, I guess I just drive... I drive pretty slowly. I kind of just do like a really steady like movement as if it's just an unintelligent beast just moving towards the center. And I roll up all the windows and I tell everybody to hide. Everybody keep their heads down because, again, they're looking for something with people in it. So let's just be a big, uh, I guess, tree monster. It's going to move through here. All right. Give me a bluff roll. That's a 18. Jesus. And my deception is a minus one. So 17. Okay. So 17. So they'll roll now. Okay. So as the van lurches toward the front line of orcs, you can hear the same two orcs that Henry was spying on. One of them goes, hey, 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 no, 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 look, what's that? What's that? And the other one turns around and goes, like a big, ugly horse with no legs. And the other one goes, no, isn't that what we were supposed to, we were supposed to like get one of those. And the other one goes, you idiot, we're supposed to get a white one. And that one is clearly the color of mud. God, you're so dumb. And the other one goes, well, what, what should we do then? Like, and she's like, I don't know, just let it go. Who cares? I'm not going to go fight a horse if I don't have to fight one. <laughs> have you even eaten horse? They taste disgusting. <laughs> and so the van successfully rolls past the, the line of orcs. So now basically you're in a big empty spot where there's like 300 feet between you and where you saw the bat disappear. You're going to keep rolling slowly. You're going to gun it. What are you going to do? Hey, guys, you, you ready to go through? Let's go, yeah. baby. Let's go. Punch it. I look at Grant and say, hey, Grant, buddy, whatever happens, I love you. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. All right. Love you, too. Great. I go to Nick. I go, we're ready. Ready, ready for, for the, the big ride, baby. baby. Face off. Face off, baby. <laughs> face <laughs> off. They're just saying face off to every other person <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. And then I drive into it. Through the center. I drive at 25 miles per hour. Not too fast. So as you drive forward, you can feel that tingly sensation that you first felt when you fell into the Forgotten Realms in the first place. You can see the world around the periphery of your eyes is beginning to get a little bit purple. But then for the first time, you feel something different. You feel like a tug on your back, like there's a chain attached to you, and that chain is attached to a weight. And you're like, you feel it just in your back, and you look around, you see these purple tendrils coming from outside of your backs and you feel that as the van begins to approach the portal which actually begins to open up and become this purple hole in reality as you get close to it you feel those tendrils get tighter and tighter the closer and closer you get to the portal it almost as if they're a leash that is beginning to run to the very limit of its length and as the car continues going you feel the tendrils on your back go taut 
and suddenly you're not moving, but the van is. Oh, and no. the first thing that happens is who's sitting in the back? Henry's sitting in the back with Larkin Sparrow. Yes. So Henry, Larkin Sparrow are like pulled backwards to like the back windshield and they're like squished up against it and they can feel themselves still getting pulled out the back window. And I then- I fumble for the trunk door. Cause so, we're, so we're gonna get crushed, right? Yeah, totally. Okay, that's okay, great. Okay, I, I pop the trunk open. Roll dexterity. Oh my God, these rolls today. I got a nine. Okay, so you fumble for the trunk, but you can't quite get it. And then the next thing that happens is that Glenn and Nick and Peyton in the middle seat, they fall backwards and they poof, they slam into you guys oh, in the back windshield. Ow. I start slamming on the brakes. So you are going to have to roll a strength check with disadvantage and then a dexterity oh, check with disadvantage. Okay, so strength check, I have plus six. So disadvantage, the first one's a 14. Second one was an 18, so 14 plus six, 20. Okay, so now roll dexterity with a disadvantage. Oh, that's not going to be as good. Okay, my rolls are a two. <laughs> yeah, you don't need uh, to roll <laughs> two, A two and a 20. Oh, no! <laughs> what a waste. Uh, and dexterity is plus one, so three dexterity. So you slam your foot down so hard and so decisively, and it just hits the gas. <gasps> <gasps> and you start to fly backward as well, and next to you, Terry Jr. does as well. I'm going to try to roll down the window. Give me a dexterity roll. So this is going to be a 13 plus 2, 15. Okay, so you managed to lower the window. What do you do now? I think I'm just going to start shoving people out the window if I can. Okay, give me a strength check with a disadvantage. Okay, I think I'm just going to try to get Terry out first. So I got disadvantage. I got a 14 plus 1, so that's 15 was my worst roll. So you managed to grab uh, Terry Jr. and shove him out of the van and he tumbles and hits the ground, and that's the very last thing you do before you feel your back go completely taut. You fall backward into the mass of people at the windshield, and I'm going to roll for the integrity of the windshield, which is uh, very strong on a Honda Odyssey. (laughs) And the windshield maintains its integrity, so all of you are being squished and sandwiched against the glass Uh. of this windshield. So Glenn's going to reach into his jacket and just uh, pull out the gun and try and shoot out the windshield. And I go, ears, everyone, ears! I'm more yeah. concerned about him accidentally shooting somebody. Yeah, just in a tangle of people. Great, great, well, great, great. But like great. it's a point blank because it's right against the glass, right? So it's just like pull it out and just touch it to the glass and yeah. pull the trigger. So you have a choice when you put the gun to the glass. It is going to be near either Nick's head or Lark's head. Oh, what the frick? <laughs> well, but I'm telling them to plug their ears, though. Yeah, okay, that'll that'll work at yeah. point blank range. Probably next to Lark's head, to be honest. Okay. Roll a ranged attack roll. I say the advantage and the disadvantage cancel each other out. So just give me a normal ranged attack roll. Uh, 11. So you put the gun right next to Lark's head and Lark goes, what, wait, what is ears? I have ears. Yes. Open my ears. And, and you pull the trigger. Wait, oh God. As he goes to fire, I take my hands off of my ears and I plug Lark's ears. Oh shit. That's great. And so you fire the gun, and Henry, like, everything just goes into this high-pitched, like, whine. Like, whatever happens Uh, in the next five minutes, you just cannot hear. Wait, but I do want to say, hold on. Among the many gross things about Henry is that he's never cleaned his ears out. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like... calcifies the ear gook. Yes, there's a good head of earwax in there that maybe muffles some of the sound. Mm, Oh, that's great. Mm. Uh, And so the back glass shatters, and all of you come tumbling out of the backside of the van... Uh, and you all take a, a D6 of damage, including your kids. So you realize as you fall out of the car, oh that no, this is going to be the last time you ever see the Honda Odyssey because <gasps> its momentum carries it forward into the portal and then it's gone. 
Oh, my Odyssey God. Son! I drop to the floor like a platoon, and I raise <laughs> my arms up, and I scream, No! I'm so glad oh. we gave Odyssey Son one last sexual thrill before she went. <laughs> <laughs> Do we hear anything? What does Odyssey Son, like, can we hear it? Like, is it, you know, it goes, like... This is, yeah, the last thing you hear is... <laughs> Gunbate! <laughs> what did she say? She said... Do your best. Well, that's not helpful. Dungeons and Daddies is Anthony Birch as our DM. Matt Arnold is Daryl Wilson. Will Campos is Henry Oak. Beth May is Ron Stampler and myself. Freddie Wong as Glenn Close. Our theme music by Maxton Waller. Thanks to Twitter users Tiefling Core and Stargate Heaven for some Japanese translation help this episode. Special thanks this week to Philip Beddingfield for submitting a name we used in this episode. One of the many perks of being a Patreon supporter, which you can do by heading over to patreon.com slash dungeons and dads. Another perk, the chance for shout outs starting right now. This week, Big ups to Joachim Norum, Jen Boland, Joseph Martino, Chris Jeppa, Tyler Roback, David Lee Sungwei, Mark Crump, Maggie Thornborough, David L., and Luke Javiana. Thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. You're the best. Another Patreon benefit for supporters at all tiers is access to ad-free versions of all of these episodes as well. You can find our website at DungeonsAndDaddies.com. Our Twitter is DungeonsAndDads, bit.ly slash DungeonDads for our Facebook group, and r slash DungeonsAndDaddies for the subreddit. Thanks for listening. The next episode's coming at you April 28th, so we will see you then. There was a time when you could read between the lines. You know they never brought you down. Never brought you down. Anthony, what are you doing? Oh. Give, me, give me two seconds. Oh, sorry. That was me closing my laptop. Every time you close your laptop, it becomes a my zoom in on your crotch. Yeah. No, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Dungeons Dads is brought to you this week by Greenlight. Go. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. Uh, for example, they talk. You they, can order them around. They do chores. They do chores. Oh, wow. However... Other things don't. They understand the implications of the capitalist uh, society that we mm. live in. So having those conversations can be tough and complicated. In fact Thank is, God for those picture books. <laughs> the fact is kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually managing their own money. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight's a debit card money. No, app. they're going to learn the way I learned by getting my ass beat in fucking Monopoly by my parents. Oh, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's get good. You say, you're like, I remember you get that little, little plastic, the other fucking little dollars. You're like, I got $7,000. And then you're, made, you're uh, ruined. I made Jimmy quit Monopoly once because I kept hiding my hundreds under the board. And then I was like, he was like, I got you, you're bankrupt. And I was like, you mean these <laughs> thousands of dollars I had squirreled away? Greenlight is a debit card money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. With the Greenlight app, kids learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. 
Greenlight app also includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores, customize your family's needs, and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Could you imagine setting it up and being like, to set your tip for your kid's lawn mowing, and then your kid has to be like, all right, I'll tip you another 15% like they're an Uber driver or something like that. I, you know what? Here's what I want is because like my kid's reward for their chores is going to be just some homespun wisdom from me. God. You know, the chore is its oh, it own reward. Text, so like maybe message, like, can they get, message. can I send them through uh, Greenlight? Like one of those quotes like you get when you die in Call of Duty and it's like honor is the value of hard work or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's could, it could work. It could work. I'm going to carry a tip screen around like for everything. I'm going to be like, it's just going to ask you a quick question. It's a quick question. Like, oh, sorry, Will Jr. I have a son. His name is now Will Jr. Um, it's like, it's like you, I would have tipped you, but you didn't discreetly look away yeah. while you held up the tip yeah. screen to me. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash dungeons. That's greenlight.com slash dungeons to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash dungeons. Go. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by Me Undies. My Undies. No, the company Me Undies. Duh. Oh. It's summertime and your balls are sweaty. We all know it. Your knees you're weak, cool. arms are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> There's sweat on his balls already. Ball spaghetti. Your crotch sucks right now. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Unless you're in some Me Undies because they got that breathable, quick dry, moisture wicking, anti odor properties. That you fabric, better you lose yourself in your undies the moment. Fabric is breathable and comfortable, especially the ball. Ball caddy, that's right. They've cut out some special space for the balls. Tell you what, we're on tour right now. That's why it sounds like we're recording from a hotel conference room because we are. And yeah, my sweaty balls do go in a ball caddy. Tell me something else they don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been packing a 100% me on these rig in my EDC. You carry your balls. Your balls are your everyday <laughs> that's carry. Right. That's I right. guess that's true. I yeah, am carrying wow. them around every day. It's been great on the tour bus. I haven't had to change my underwear once. No, that's not true. I, you know, I tried to make a ball caddy for my non-MeUndies underwear, and now my nuts just hang out of my underwear. Oh, no. Oh. MeUndies has a cut for every guy's butt. Over 10 different styles, ranging from boxer briefs to jock straps or a special pouch underwear called ball caddy that keeps <laughs> you a from... disgusting idea. Oh, no. You know how they have that little flap in the front no. for number one if you want to no. pull your wiener out? No. What if there was a little flap in the back for number like two? Like an old-timey And PJ. you can just wow. sort of goatsy man your undies and oh just, just, just fire away without taking them off. Hear me out, me undies. These cuts, they don't have the special Will Campos goatsy uh, <laughs> cut. But because they do have come in over 100 different colors. Release the cozy cut. And prints ranging from black <laughs> to dinosaurs. Truly the two ranges of underwear. All black or all dinosaurs. All- <laughs> oh, Matt's coming in, maybe. We'll let him in. Oh, Go we got to let Matt knock, let me, knock. I'm going to set the, um, the Noted underwear down. user Matt Arnold entering the ad. Hopefully not hotel staff trying to shut us down. Um, Matt. What kind of underwear are you wearing right now? I know we're maybe not that close, but just tell me. Me undies, and I just walked like two miles to a coffee shop, and I gotta say, every part of me is soaking wet except for me undies. Thank you so much. That's because of me undies. My balls feel so good right now. Okay, all right, Matt. Thank you. That's because okay, that's because me undies. I can't even breathe really well, but my balls are breathing great. Thank (laughs) you, me undies. Me undies signature super soft fabric is breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. If you need something even more breathable and summerproof, they have a oh, they got new shit. The Move Me line with Breathe Fabric, which is They're more dropping moisture. the go-to line? You've heard of Breathe Me by Sia, but Move Me? Whole new song. Let's sing it, Freddie. Moisture-wicking, anti-odor technology, perfect for working out or just keep you extra cool on those sweltering days. You hear that, Matt? I heard it. 
They use responsibly sourced materials and work with partners that care for the workers. If you're not happy with your first pair of MeUndies, it's on them. Send them back. Not literally. They're not wearing them. No, not wearing yeah, them. Yeah. Summer is coming. Be prepared with MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash dungeons. That's MeUndies.com slash dungeons for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from Just, the I'm telling you, they in. could do a goatsy print. That's all I'm saying. That's God. Fair. No, Matt, no! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.